Today on the DML News Podcast, an unbelievable story of an illegal alien killing a college girl, the media covering it up, and of course, Joe Biden escaping it all. Bob Costas, the forever guy in sports, now decides he's going to talk his mind in politics, and he hates on Trump. And Rona McDaniel, she's now out of a job, resigning, who will take over, Denny and I and Ryan will speculate, and it's all unfiltered. Dennis Michael Lynch gives you his word, and he will never let you down. He will always fight for America. The only one who really puts his money where his mouth is, is Dennis Michael Lynch. Hello, I'm Dennis Michael Lynch, and I thank you for joining me today. We have three very interesting topics we're going to get into here today. Uh, Before we get going, very quickly, I'm going to let you know, this is the last little item, one item at a time, BOGO. We will not be having another BOGO until we have a site-wide BOGO, which probably ain't going to happen until the end of March. So the last opportunity you have for one of these one-day, two-day deals, I think we're going to end it tomorrow, by the way, is for the mini. That is the mini bottle of DML CBD, Miracle Me, body pain relief oil. It's right here for you. People use it all the time. I know Mary carries one of these in her pocketbook. I carry one of these in my car. Great little addition to if you've got the 6.7 bottle or if you are on a tight budget and you just got one area of your body that you know you want to use this for to bring down the inflammation, get rid of the pain, bug bites, eczema, whatever it may be. This is the, uh, if you're on a budget, this is the one for you. Go to dmlcbd.com slash mini, M-I-N-I, dmlcbd.com slash mini. Buy one, get one free. You get one, we're going to send you two for the price of one. You buy three, we're going to send you six for the price of three. You buy 10, we're going to send you 20 for the price of 10. dmlcbd.com slash mini ends on Tuesday night. Denny, you know, uh, it, oh, how do I say this without getting uh, to the point of where I get emotional or I lose my, my head? I've been doing the immigration thing for a long time, Dennis. Too long. And I say too long because this problem should have been solved a long time ago. Now it has actually gone beyond steroids. This has gone to the level of insanity. Like the insanity of somebody just standing up and saying, hey, I've got everything in the world. I'm a multi-billionaire. I've got the most beautiful spouse. I got healthy children, great business. I live on the ocean. Nothing could be better. I'm healthy as all sin. But you know what? I've decided right now I'm going to stab myself to death. I mean, it's absolutely, we're committing suicide as a nation. We have a college girl who was out for a run on her campus and gets killed, murdered by an illegal alien who, oh, by the way, was already in trouble with the law. How many times do I have to do this? I've done these stories so many times over the past 15 years. It starts to become numbing. What is the details? What are the details of this specific nightmare? Yeah, just uh, some background uh, from Fox News here. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have been hearing about this story. Um, Immigration and Customs Enforcement on Sunday confirmed that the Venezuelan national charged in connection with the murder of 22-year-old Georgia nursing student Lakin Riley entered the U.S. illegally in 2022 and had previously been arrested in New York City. Fox News had previously reported that 26-year-old Jose Antonio Ibarra, charged with the murder of Riley on the University of Georgia campus, had crossed into the U.S. illegally near El Paso in September 2022 and was paroled in the U.S., In a statement to Fox News Digital, ICE confirmed he had been encountered by Customs and Border Protection, CBP, on September 8, 2022, after entering near El Paso and was paroled and released for further processing. I mean, I'm looking at the mugshot of this guy. and Didn't didn't he get bagged in New York City for something else as well? I said, yeah, he he had been previously arrested in New York City. Um, Yeah, Ibarra had been arrested by NYPD a year later on September 14th, 2023, so just a few months ago, and he was charged for for acting in a manner to injure a child less than 17 and a motor vehicle license violation. And And what did they, they let him go? Let him go. They let him go. 
but let them go. I'm going to read you something here from Bloomberg. It's just the very first paragraph. This is on Bloomberg today. Venezuela's rate of violent deaths dropped to its lowest level in more than two decades following years of massive migration as both criminals and victims fled the nation's economic crisis. So let me say it a different way. This guy, Brian Sullivan, uh, he works at CNBC. He writes, Venezuela getting safer as criminals, single men, and gangs flee to other countries. At uh, Border Patrol reports over 500,000 encounters with Venezuelan nationals since 2021, nearly all single male travelers. That's out of CNBC. So you've got the liberal media at this point, Dennis, even acknowledging that we have a problem. They're emptying jails. They're allowing criminals in their home country, Venezuela, El Salvador, Mexico, all the Central America America countries. It's just not Venezuela. Emptying their jails, having the criminals come up to the United States of America, we are allowing them in, releasing them, not even knowing who they are, arresting them for some other crime they commit, releasing them again, and then finally, when somebody innocent dies at the hands of the illegal, it finally gets some headlines. But you know what? It doesn't do anything, Dennis. As you and I are sitting here right now, the border is an open sieve. More of these criminals, scumbags, gang members, drug peddlers, rapists, you name it, are coming through the border. Joe Biden is on holiday in Delaware most of the time. People are dying and nothing's being done. It's heartbreaking. I mean, look, this is a nursing student, someone who was aspiring to help people in her own country, you know, and and the fact this was done on her own campus, I mean, that's someone's daughter. So this is, this should be a red flag, a red alarm bell for every parent in the country. And, you know, you did bring up El Salvador and there's no doubt that there are, you know, we look at these stories all the time and I will see, you know, uh, illegal immigrants that are coming from El Salvador but look at how these two countries are, are handling that situation when you compare El Salvador to Venezuela. You have uh, Bukil with El Salvador open up a supermax prison, is actually putting gang members behind bars, keeping them contained. Yeah, you're still going to get those, those horrible gang members that are going to probably flee the country because they're getting their act together and come up to the U.S. But then you have Venezuela under Maduro, who is not liked by the people compared to El Salvador's president. He's a known dictator, kind of touts it. And those numbers are going down, not because he opened a supermax prison, but because they are encouraging their gang members, their murderers, their their criminals to go to the U.S. And truthfully, just sorting through all these different stories, I think I see Venezuela out of every South American country the most when it comes to some kind of criminal act, some kind of murder, some kind of antagonistic video. Uh, There's no doubt that that country, I think, is almost leading the, uh, even the gang, a Venezuelan gang has basically established themselves in New York City and and are operating out of the city. Um, The name escapes me. It's like train something. But regardless, uh, that country isn't doing what El Salvador is doing or even Argentina with Malay. I mean, they are an absolute chaotic state, and they're sending their worst to our border and into the country. I recall a guy who walked down an escalator and said, they're bringing crime, they're bringing drugs, they're rapists, but some of, some are good people. They're not sending us their best. And he got called a racist for it. Yeah, he actually yeah. just brought that up. Uh, during, Ryan and I were watching the town hall with Laura Ingram, and he yeah. literally says, like, well, look how right I just turned out to be. You know, Everyone wants to paint it as that he was being antagonistic, a bigot, and a racist, but look what has happened years later. He literally called it. Yeah. I mean, look, it happens all the time. This one just happens to be so egregious, and because it is that we have such a migration issue right now, it's coming to the front. But Lake and Riley, the murder victim here, you know, is not the first person to to witness this sort of thing. It happens all the time. I'm going to read something from a, uh, a, a an account that both Dennis and I follow on Twitter, 
And it, some of it is repeated to what Dennis already said, but it extends f- uh, further than that. And I just think it shows how grotesque things really are right now. It says, the facts of the Lake and Riley murder. The suspect crossed the border illegally in El Paso in 2022. He was apprehended and then released. The suspect was then arrested in Queens, New York on 9-14-23 for injury to a child and having no license. The suspect and his brother were cited in Athens, Clark County on 10-27-23 for shoplifting. The suspect had an outstanding bench warrant in Athens, Clark County as of 12-20-23 for failing to appear in court on the shoplifting charges. The suspect's brother was charged yesterday by federal authorities for processing a fraudulent green card. The suspect's brother was arrested in athens Clark County on 9-25-23 for DUI, driving without a license, speeding, open container, and failure to yield to an emergency vehicle. He was arrested again in December. Who contributed to this tragedy? Federal government. The federal government's open border policies and active efforts to prevent states from securing the border have resulted upwards of 7 million illegal aliens flowing into the country over the last three years, including the suspect in this case, who was detained and released by federal authorities. Local government. The athens Clark County government passed a resolution in 2019 stating that all people, including those without documentation, feel welcome and comfortable interacting with local law enforcement, their local government, and all services provided as such. They said that undocumented neighbors, especially those of Latina heritage, face daily fears and threats from individuals and institutions such as ICE. The local prosecutor, the district attorney in the Western Judicial Circuit that covers athens Clark County, was elected in 2020. On her first day in office, she announced that she would take into account collateral consequences to undocumented defendants before deciding whether to charge criminals. She's also repeatedly failed to secure convictions in murder and rape cases and has only a handful of attorneys left in the office due to mass resignations. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. We can sit here, you and I right now, and say the word Joe Biden over and over and over and over again to a blue in the face. No pun on the blue part. But I'm smarter than that. So too are you and Ryan. Joe Biden is a major culprit in all this stuff happening. Whether it's this young lady and her family who are going through hell or other families, other people who have been negatively impacted by this all, Dennis, whether it's a loss of a job, a loss of a child, a loss of a a loved one, uh, a loss of possessions. Uh, You just talked about, you know, a a, a gang of illegals who are going around and creating theft and and, uh, major felony sort of uh, crimes. But Joe Biden isn't standing alone as the person who is the culprit. Clearly right there. This has gone from national level to state level to local level to right next door when you've got some actual idiot who will hire these folks. It's gone to the media level. I mean, look, I only follow them just for these components with their podcast, but people are slamming the Associated Press right now, the AP. Um, you know, when they, when they put a tweet out to their story, they'll get like maybe a few responses depending on the story. This is what they wrote about uh, the Lake and Riley murder. This is their caption. The killing of a nursing student out for a run highlights the fears of solo female athletes. There are, oh, it just actually increased. There are six and a half thousand replies to this article. And if you want to guess, I will just save you from guessing. Why don't you mention that it was an illegal? You know, why don't you mention that it was someone who's here and they're not supposed to be? Instead, in the article, they even label the guy an Athens resident because he was working there as like a janitor of sorts. No, he's not an Athens resident. He is an, a migrant that infiltrated the country and killed this young 22-year-old woman who was probably ready to start her life as a nurse, and now she can't because you know he, he killed her. So to your point, yeah, local level, county level, uh, and, and when you have the AP, I mean, I would give them kudos if they actually just gave a real headline that says nursing student killed by a legal immigrant and they won't do it. They literally won't do it. They'd rather 
run with the ideology than being truthful in, in, in what actually happened. And, and here's the crazy part of that, Dennis. Can, can you read for me, please, one more time their headline? The killing of a nursing student out for a run highlights the fears of solo female athletes which in another way is just trying to paint it as that this is a male aggression issue on women instead of this is an illegal immigrant murderer issue on a woman. Well, you know, I, 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 I find this to be very uh, contradictory, not only insulting. Uh, and, and I just want to point out here for one second, we talk about the mainstream media. The AP here is guilty. And as far as I'm concerned, now has blood on their hand because the next person who winds up falling to this. Maybe it is that their family reads the AP and they have no idea what the hell's going on. It's not all uh, lefty media at this point. I mean, I just read out to you the CNBC uh, the guy who reposted a Bloomberg. All right, these are not radical righty uh, places at all. Uh, CBS News, I have a tweet here from them. The suspect in the murder of Georgia nursing student Lakin Hope Riley entered the U.S. illegally from Venezuela and had been previously arrested in New York, officials said. So there are some media outlets who have now officially had it. And maybe it's because one of their producers or one of their anchors or one of their executives in the C-suites, the CEO, CFO, COO, whoever it is, Maybe they've had somebody be negatively impacted by this illegal alien invasion. It's not publicly out there, but now they're saying, hey, we're going to bring a light to this. It's got to be what it is. But here's the thing I wanted to say that uh, adding insult to injury on that AP title. They're talking about uh, one more time on, on the on the top. Uh, one more time on the title. The killing of a nursing student out for a run highlights the fears of solo female athletes. Solo female athletes have fears. What about last week when there was a six-foot-whatever center on a basketball game who was really a male playing on a female's team and barreled over three girls physically because he's so dominant in his fact that he's really a man pretending to be a girl, knocks them down, almost knocks them out, causing the girls' basketball team that he's playing against to forfeit at halftime they don't say they're forfeiting because we don't want to play against a man. They keep their mouth shut about it because God knows they don't want to get kicked out of the league or somebody get fired for it. But they literally do not send their players back on in the second half out of fear as an athlete girl that they're going to get their ass pummeled by a boy pretending to be a girl. Where is the AP doing that? If they really want to talk about the fears of female athletes, let's redirect what that what the what the paragraphs are going to read that girls are getting slaughtered by men in every single last category of sports and nobody's doing anything about it so the ap is disgusting irresponsible and un-american in what they're doing here go ahead give something to me and i got something to say that i think is very important go ahead well look i was just going to say you know you can fake a news article you can fake you know how your social media presence is you can even fake AI, which we just saw with Google's Gemini, which has been an absolute disaster. But I think it's been by design, truthfully. But you can't fake reality. And the truth is, like you said, you can see that the center guard there is a male and not a woman. And you can't fake the actual reality that this was an illegal immigrant, not an Athens resident. I even mentioned to you this morning that there was a 60-minute segment where they sent reporters to a Sweden no-go migrant zone to try and prove that you know they're culturally enriching the society and what happens the crew is actually attacked by migrants and they all catch it on camera so you can't fake that because that is reality so for them to try and paint this as uh oh this is a solo female athlete issue i mean this is a, a ridiculous headline that i think whoever wrote it knew okay at least we're going to get some engagement because we just know this is faking it we, we know everyone knows that these illegal immigrants that are coming over are causing danger and harm to people that are just trying to live their lives. And not only that, maybe try to aspire to something to help the country out, like, you know, becoming a nursing uh, a nurse or someone to work in a hospital. It's, it, you just can't fake reality. And they'll try as hard as they want, but as long as you're keeping aware, it, you'll always see through the BS. Do we have any idea? If you don't know, it's not a big deal. Uh, do we have any idea of how young this girl was? 22 years old. 22 years old. 
I'm going to say something right now that I think every person thinks. Uh, and if they don't think it, uh, then I don't think they have uh, ever experienced the birth of a child. I can tell you I have four children, and I have spent my entire daddy life from the day that you were born, my oldest child, 28 years old. So for the past 28 years, I have spent my day, every single day, praying for the health of my children and worrying first and foremost foremost about where my kid, kids, three kids, four kids are, what are they doing, are they safe, how do I enrich their life, how do I make it better for them. Everything that Mary and I have done in our lives, by and large, has been directed around building our family and making it so this way our children can have the best possible life. When something bad happens to one of your children, uh, you unfairly get kicked off a sports team because you miss a practice. You unfairly uh, don't get the starting role on your lacrosse team because the coach is best friends with the other kid who got the starting role. When your kid doesn't get an A on a paper, instead gets a C because it has some political undertones that the teacher doesn't agree with. When you take your kid to a doctor and the doctor misdiagnoses your child and gives them something, uh, you know, medicine that maybe they have an allergic reaction to, all of these things are things that can shock a parent. When you have a situation to where your child is 22 years old and you've done everything, including taking on the bills that come with sending your child to college and then to nursing school or medical school, and you're telling them, hey, if you do go out jogging, go out in a public spot, go to the track. I don't want you going into the, uh, you know, at nighttime. I don't want you running in the streets. Run on a track. You don't have to worry about cars or traffic or drunk drivers. You're there out in public. You're going to be safe. Please promise me. And your daughter says, Dad, I promise you. And despite all of those actions taken, despite 22 years of you trying to defend and keep safe your child, she's out running, trying to keep herself healthy, in shape, doing all the things that you've told her to do, and she winds up getting murdered by somebody who, A, shouldn't be in the country, B, was arrested, got a long line of of problems, and the system to which you have been raising your child in and you have been paying into as a taxpayer murders your kid. Not some rogue doctor, not some drunk driver, not some radical cop, not some freaking boyfriend who drugged her at the bar. I could come up with 90 scenarios, not some freaking disease that was released from a lab, not some unfortunate diagnosis of cancer because you fed your kid potato chips all it. You're getting the loss, the phone call, because an illegal alien is in this country. So you want to know something? Every single person, from the prosecutor to the sheriff, to the governor, to the mayor, to the president, to the administration, to the people in the border patrol who say, well, I'm just going to follow my job because I have to follow my, every single person in the line owns the death of this girl. And then I'm going to take it one step further. I can't believe that there hasn't been a parent yet who has lost their kid to this bullshit and hasn't decided, I'm going Bernie Getz. For those people who don't know who Bernie Getz, it's it, Bernie Getz took matters into his own hands. Let me say that. I can't believe we haven't seen that yet. At some point, it look, the world has ebb and flows that you can predict. I know the stock market's going to go up, and I know it's going to come down eventually. 
I know it's sunny for 10 days. It's eventually going to rain. There are ebb and flows that you cannot ignore. Sooner or later, this shit is going to hit the wrong guy. And when it does, oh, baby, you wait to see what happens. It's going to be explosive because all it takes is that one person that says, excuse my French, fuck this. You think you're doing that to me and my family? And then they take it. And then what winds up happening, that goes into a chain reaction. And when that happens, because inevitably it will, there will be nobody to blame except for all those people that I just read from that one thing, that Enwokeness account where he says, this is how you blame the government. This is how you blame the locals. This is how you blame them. I mean, it just trickles down. They're releasing their worst people and sending them to America. They being foreign countries. We got a story right here. What's the story? The Venezuelans won't take back deportation planes? This is why I'm saying that this country must be the worst one when it comes to this whole thing. Venezuela is no longer taking in flights of migrants deported from the U.S. and Mexico, undermining a key tool that the Biden administration has tried to use to deter illegal migration from the South American country. Okay. Almost weekly flights from the U.S. to Venezuela came to a stop in late January, U.S. officials said. It marks the longest hiatus in flights since the two countries announced a landmark deal to restart deportations in October. The U.S. has sent about 1,800 Venezuelans back home on 15 flights, which is a small fraction of the overall migrant population that has infiltrated the U.S., which is estimated to be nearly half a million Venezuelans. The United States is the largest humanitarian donor to the Venezuelan regional crisis. Since fiscal year 2017, the United States has provided more than $2.9 billion in humanitarian assistance for the response to the crisis. We will continue to work to support Venezuelans during their time of need. This is USA.gov. You want to solve that problem? You pick up the phone and you say, hey, Mr. Venezuela, Venezuela, whatever it is, your name is. You're not getting another penny. And I mean a penny. These planes are going to land. You're going to take your shit and you're going to put it into prisons. And if you don't, well, let me tell you this. Number one, there's no aid. Number two, we're coming after you. It's that simple. It's that simple. It is time to stand your ground as a country. It's that simple. You're not going to take these planes? <laughs> then I'll tell you what. You know what? Send them back to Mexico. Send them into Mexico. And then watch Mexico close its southern border. Unfricking believable. I never, ever thought in my lifetime I would still be talking about this BS in 2024 when I started doing and covering this in 2009, 2008, that's when I started. I can't believe I'm still talking about it. I, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know how this ends. Does this end with Trump? Does it end with Trump? I don't know. Will it end with Trump? Because let me tell you something. I said this the other day. I was in the car coming back with somebody. If Trump gets elected in this next election, which all the stars have to align, If he gets elected and he doesn't make his first line of priority to take half the IRS agents and half the other agencies that do nothing other than just pilferage our part, just take from our pockets, and he doesn't create those into deportation departments, then you know what? He's a hot mess loser. And I don't give a crap what anybody else says to different. We might not even get there, though, because this is also a little bit frightening. It was in my morning briefing. Numerous House Democrats have signaled that they would not certify a 2024 presidential election win from Donald Trump, relying on the 14th Amendment to claim Trump is an insurrectionist and thus ineligible from holding office. Democrats, including Representatives James Clyburn from South Carolina, Jamie Raskin from Maryland, Adam Schiff from California, Eric Swalwell from California, and even House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries refused to say that they would confirm Trump to office if he won the 2024 election. 
I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know what the ramifications are or what the legal end is to what it is that they're claiming. I'm sure those articles are going to follow in the next 24 to 48 hours. But I go back to what I said. If Trump actually has the opportunity to win the election and get back into the presidency, if this isn't the first thing he deals with, he's a waste of time. And I don't care. We could go to zero listenership. Anybody who doesn't agree that the next president, whoever it is, has to clean this stuff up. This is the number one issue facing America. You got a 22-year-old girl who had the whole world in front of her. You go to a hospital today. Look at the shortage you have of nurses. Look at the shortage you have of doctors. They're bringing people in. I mean, I was at the, I can't remember the last time I was at the doctor, not the Mayo Clinic, one of these other hospitals or whatever. You walk in there and you're dealing with people. You're like, whoa, I think I know more than you do. I mean, I had one woman that was trying to stick me with it with an IV. She couldn't get it in. I mean, no matter what she did, she couldn't get it in. And I mean, she was a foreigner. And I'm saying, oh my God. Oh my God. That's why anytime that something seriously goes on with me, you know it. Ryan knows it. Mary drives me to freaking Jacksonville and I walk into the emergency room at Mayo Clinic because I'm saying, hey, it's the only act in town where Mayo Clinic says we're only going to hire the best. Everybody else is just trying to fill the space. So now here you go. You got a good red blooded American who wants to be a nurse, wants to be a doctor, wants to be in the medical field. And she's taken away. Why? Because. The Democrats want to change the demographics of this country so this way they can always win the elections. Uh, it's just, I, I don't even know what to say anymore. Then, you know, I've been watching sports my whole life, my whole life. And starting when it is that the NFL pathetically let that piece of garbage, Colin Kaepernick, take a knee and disrespect our national anthem and disrespect our flag and disrespect our soldiers and, and Marines and all the people both, you know, present and past serving our military, first responders, you name it, slamming the cops. That's what really started the whole hatred on cop movement. Ever since that happened, it's like sports, man. Whether it's Charles Barkley, the NBA, uh, you know, uh, champ who, you know, was out there spilling his BS about politics or this Stephen Smith wannabe God, black guy on, on ESPN who's always spilling his racist crap all of them, they've, they've, they forgot about what it means to dribble a basketball, you know, throw a football or hit a baseball, you know, put a, 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 a golf ball or volley a tennis ball. Instead, they all want to be political uh, gurus and they think they know all the answers. Well, Bob Costas is the latest idiot to put his mouth in front of his brain. We're going to play a video right now what Bob Costas said about Trump and Trump supporters. Play the video, Ryan. That I've quoted from, you come at this from a position of not wanting to see Trump get elected. You should state that at the outset. True? Yes, absolutely. He is by far the most disgraceful figure in modern presidential history. He's only become more disgraceful since 2016 and since 2020. He is a bubbling cauldron of loathsome traits, and it's only those who are actually suffering from Trump derangement syndrome, which is the way they and Fox News and all the rest of MAGA media try to brush aside all the legitimate criticisms of Trump. You have to be in the throes of some sort of toxic delusion in an toxic cult to believe that Donald Trump has ever been in any sense emotionally, psychologically, intellectually or ethically fit to be president of the United States. But his supporters are locked in on that. There is no cult of Joe Biden. Even just let me finish this thought, Michael, even if he had not run explicitly with a pledge that he would be a one term president, even if halfway through this term he had said, look, I've done my job. I have some policy successes. I'll continue to do my job. And now the Democrats can get, as I said before, some people up in the bullpen and sort through it. He had a chance to be seen as a statesman and a patriot. Now his legacy is likely to be that of a man whose hubris prevented him from seizing the moment in an appropriate way. And at best, he can squeak by Trump. That's at best. Or he could lose to Trump. 
and subject the nation to four more years of this kind of ongoing insanity, or if he squeaks by, it's very likely that he cannot complete his second term. He'd be 86 at the end of it. You know, just really quick before even Costas, you mentioned two names there, Barkley and Smith, and you're right. Like they're most of their politics completely diluted. But what I've seen with certain people across the board and just those two examples, Barkley just uh, called out San Francisco and how that's just become an absolute hellhole. Uh, Smith, even just a few weeks ago, was calling out how Biden administration is prioritizing migrants over Americans. But that is not enough. There needs to be an absolute rejection from these big people in the mainstream, including in sports, to say that this has gone beyond the pale. This is destroying the country. Because you know what? As much as they maybe are profiting off of a nice salary and a nice uh, you know, partnership with these networks, it's going to come to an end when those networks either you know, fire you because you're too old or you're not progressive enough, or you know, your own life gets taken like that uh, CEO of, of, the, uh, of Cash App in San Francisco, and then you have no voice whatsoever. So there needs to be more of a mass mobility movement to just say, this has gone beyond ridiculous. Start somewhere, and the, the, the somewhere is mass deportations of these migrants and illegal immigrants. But Dennis, I, I, and, and I agree with you, but at the same time as I push back a little bit. So Barkley and Stephen Smith crybabying right now about what San Francisco looks like is like you and I calling 911 for the fire department after the buildings burned down, even though we saw the flames start. You know, it's like, all right, now you're going to come out and say it. And tr- now you go, oh, that's big of you. Trust me, I'm in agreement with you. They should have been saying it years ago. So you know what? I, I don't, I hate the idea of like, you know, better late than never because it is late. But you know what? At the same time, like wake up, like wake up, see what your audience is even saying to you. So, and like Bob Costas here, what world does he live in? I mean, you know, the CNN contributor and Emmy Award, it just doesn't matter. You're going to call out you know, Trump cultists. Like, are you kidding me? Maybe call out the other cultists who are going to, you know, prop up Biden no matter what happens to him or how old or deluded he gets. So, you know, people need to stop listening to these figures and actually open up their eyes to what reality is. Like I said, you can't fake reality. But, you know, Dennis, it's, you can't fake reality. Okay. And, And I agree with that. And let's take a look at Bob Costas for a second, right? So, uh, you think Tom Brady is the best quarterback to ever play, right? And uh, a black commentator may say, no, it's Patrick Mahomes. He's going to be better. And now you can make an argument that the, the, the black commentator is going to pick Mahomes because Mahomes is a man of color and that you're picking Tom Brady because you're a white guy. All right, you can have that whole debate back and forth, back and forth. Colors getting to get involved. Patrick Holmes is Holmes is better. He had to go. He he had a, he had to overcome more because of his color just to get it to be a quarterback. And then it starts going to that whole political thing. But at the end of the day, you're still debating who is the better quarterback, and you can make an argument that Mahomes may be better than 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 Tom Brady, and you can make the argument that Tom Brady may be better than Mahomes. Right. So it's this it's this sort of how you see things. Both of you have a very good argument because they're both very excellent. In Costas's end here, he is saying that Trump and the MAGA supporters or the people who voted for him are delusional. What part of the game did Costas not see? Did he not see the game where everybody wound up getting incredibly uh, wealthy in the business world because your tax breaks went down? Did he not see the part of where all Americans of all color were getting more more jobs, more raises, opportunity zones? Did he not see how it is that we didn't start a single war or how NATO was doing its fair share finally? Did he not see any of this stuff? Or is it better that he just closed his eyes when Joe Biden pulled out of Afghanistan and people were jumping from airplane wings? Did he not see it when the illegal alien actually killed this girl? Did he not see it every single day during uh, Biden's beginning of his presidency about how inflation was impacting everybody's wallet? I mean, what is this guy not seeing? So what he's done is he's ignored what he knows took place during Trump. I'd love to see Bob Costas's 501 in stock, uh, 401k, I'm sorry, 501, 401k balance and his stock portfolio balance 
when Obama left versus when Trump was in. Guaranteed he was making a fortune. I'd like to see what it is that he thinks the longevity of Joe Biden's policies are going to do for this country, let alone sports. When's Bob Costas going to come in and make a comment about how the boy knocked three girls out of the basketball game? He avoids that because it's easy. Instead, he's just going to talk about, you know, uh, uh, LeBron James and his ability to dominate the sport. Or he's going to talk about, you know, Tom Brady. He ignores the tough stuff where we need we need a Bob Costas to come in and say, I've been doing sports for 50 years. And the fact that we've got six foot four, 220 pound boys playing with 110 pound girls is a absolute disaster. We could use his voice for that. But no, instead, he wants to sit here and he wants to just destroy Trump and Trump supporters for the sake of he's a liberal working in a liberal network. He's ignoring the truth about Trump and Trump was a good president. He did nothing to degrade this country. Look, I go back to that town hall because I, I think it's something that everyone should go and, and watch. Uh, I don't know if it's on YouTube yet because Laura Ingram asks him, you know, you could have just done those four years, realized what happened. It's funny. Fox really does not want to touch the uh, 2020 election because of the whole Dominion thing. But she kind of alludes to it. Like, you know, why, why not just stop? Because obviously since you you know, initiated that you were going to come back to run. It has been nonstop indictments and attacks and debanking you. And he said, because I love this country and the way this country is going right now, it needs to succeed. And, you know, the difference from a Lindsey Graham or German uh, Chancellor Angela Merkel, those two don't have kids. And there's plenty of politicians that either just don't have kids or maybe just don't love their kids enough. Trump's got kids and he's got grandkids. He realizes where this country is sliding to. So I think it's a, you know, yeah, he got stolen out of what probably should have went to him back back in, in 2020. But I think he realizes, too, that he has gained this mobility. He's gained this momentum. He has gained the support, and he could be the best person. It's been clear because that's how the primaries have been turning out, although Nikki Haley won't drop out. But he's realized that he is the best person to get back into that office and at least get the country to somewhat a better track. And you're right. If he doesn't get into that office and, and tackle the illegal immigration uh, invasion crisis right away, then it, it was all of a waste of an effort, in my opinion, as is yours. So it, my, my ultimate urging is we got to get someone like him or him specifically into that office, turn the track around, because if we don't, this is just going to continue to slide. Well, one of the good news items of the day, and maybe something that will help us win, uh, is Rona McDaniel, who has been running the RNC for way too long and has lost way too many elections and is uh, a member of <laughs> Mitt Romney's family, uh, is resigning. And she will be replaced, hopefully, by somebody who understands how to win elections, understands that uh, her family's politics are no longer welcome in the Republican sphere, uh, and that we need to do everything possible to win this election in order to be able to get this country back on a track to where we'll be able to look at it in the morning and say, I recognize my country. Because right now, we're no better than Venezuela. Venezuela is releasing its criminals, and so too are we. Yeah. Okay? So, you know, Venezuela is a corrupt country, and so too are we. We're no different than Venezuela. We've just got more buildings and, uh, you know, more fancier roadways, uh, and, and that's it. Look, and just, just that reminder, because, you know, uh, if uh, Fox News still has some golden nuggets, one of them is Bill Malugin. I mean... Major credits to that guy. Uh, we were watching the other day, and he's going down the line of a new, uh, you know, migrants coming through or illegal immigrants. And it's not just Venezuela, and it's just not South America. It is an exasperated amount of Chinese. And I'm not ex kidding. Look at the 2021 numbers compared to now with the Chinese migrants coming through. Uh, you, it's not even just a race thing. You got people coming from the country of Georgia probably from the whole Russia-Ukraine thing, and, and more Eastern Europeans. So when you have this whole conglomeration of the worst of the worst coming through, it, it, it's just spelling out future disaster. And I get scared what uh, 2030 is going to look like. 
Uh, but yes, Ron, Ron and McDaniel is is resigning. Uh, there's speculation it's going to be North Carolina G- uh, GOP chair Michael Watley taking over uh, with also uh, Trump's daughter-in-law, Lara Trump, possibly doing co-chair. So I don't know enough about Watley, so I can't really speculate I think, there. I think Watley's specialty is uh, election security. Okay. I think that's why it is that he was selected. I, I did read something about him. Like you, I don't know a whole lot about him, but I know it had something to do with election security. And uh, look, Lara Trump... Uh, I don't think is the sharpest knife in the draw, but she is pro America. She's always out there giving a strong message. You know, well, she- and you know what it is too, really quick, uh, because you know someone could say like, "Oh, that's a family bias right there or nepotism," but truthfully, if we really think about it, there are just so many more Republicans in the party right now that won't cast or push any support behind Trump. It's almost like lackluster or resigning to it. Like, okay, he won this primary. Guess I got to give the endorsement. There's just not enough passionate support. Laura will accomplish that. I mean, you're right. Not the sharpest tool in the shed. I have some issues with it too. But in terms of like actually getting a finally a pro-Trump cheerleader after so many years since then of not having that, I think will be definitely a, a big help. Well, I'll end. Uh, we'll end the show on this. I mean, look when you when you look back at 2016, Trump didn't win the popular vote. He won the electoral college, and since then. There have been three elections, the midterms during uh, his reign, then the 2020, and the midterms during Biden's first uh, four years. We should have won all, four, uh, all three of those elections just simply based on Trump's ability to make America great again and the things he was doing. We lost those three. And so if you don't want to blame Trump himself, and it's not like he didn't try, he was doing rallies. He was doing all he could as president to make things better. He kept his promises. There's a lot of things. We did a whole show, you and I, going back about four weeks ago, where we just did just economically what Trump did positive for the country. Remember we did that one? Maybe it was even longer than a month ago. Who do you blame? Well, I think you got to blame the Republican Party and the RNC for not doing enough outreach, for not doing enough preparation, both legally and strategically and logistically, well, who do you blame when it goes back to that? It's her. So hopefully this is a function of she got a lot of pressure from all sides to get the hell out of here. We need somebody else. You're not going to lose our fourth election in a row. And you know what? If she's gone and we put somebody good in and we still lose, then you got to start taking a look at it and say, look, is it the Trump effect? Is it that there's just too many people in this country that are going to ignore, like Bob Costas, are going to no- ignore all the good things that Trump did, and they're just going to hate him for the sake of hating him is always in, sta- always in style. Um, do we have a Trump issue? We won't find out until this election comes, and here you are saying we got le- people on the left saying that they're going to hold the 14th Amendment, which, oh, by the way, would probably get overturned because he hasn't been found guilty of insurrection, by the way. You know, he hasn't been found guilty. If he gets found guilty of that in one of these upcoming trials, that's a different story. Uh, I don't know how we come over that. But in the same way that the Supreme Court said, hey, you can't keep him off the ballot, he hasn't been, you know, uh, hit with any kind of insurrection yet, you know, or at least they alluded to that's the way that they would they would, they would vote. Uh, I think you'd have the Supreme Court say, this man was not found guilty of anything. You just can't make it up on your own because you don't like him. And that's that. All right. Uh, on behalf of Ryan, who didn't get to say much today, if anything, but he did uh, do a good job on the cameras. Uh, on behalf of Denny, our entire family, all of Team DML, a uh, few things here you need to know. Number one, this is the last week that you will be able to find or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. I announced this last week. Today, we are starting the takedown of all of our stuff off Apple Apple, as far as we are concerned, has gone too far left. Another, you know, peg, so to say, trying to take out good voices, and I am not going to allow them to monetize us anymore. If you want to hear this program every single day, it is simple. You can still do it on your iPhone. You can still do it on your iPad. All you have to do, though, is just change the channel in terms of where you watch the show. It's that 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 easy. Instead of getting your Apple notification and you watching it, I mean, listening to it there, all you have to do is download the DML News app, put your notifications on, 
You will wind up getting a notification every single day that this show is available. You come in and you listen. And if that's what you want to do, listen only, you could do it for free. You want to watch the program, become a member of Team DML. It costs peanuts. You come in, you could watch the video. You're a team member. You'll always get the notification. It's that simple. And we or, got some exclusives in the pipeline. I mean, right. uh, this weekend, we just launched the first episode of Ryan's Cafe. We got a, a lot of great feedback on it. Um, and I won't even give away what it is if you're watching for free. You'll have to sign up to know. And another thing coming on the pipeline, I have an interview uh, that'll be a, with a special guest uh, coming this week, and that's going to be Team DML exclusive only. It's going to be an interview you're not going to want to miss. It's pretty critical to the state of the nation. So, yeah, yeah I mean, we, we got some things that are coming up that if you're going to be a Team DML member, you won't miss it. Yeah, and on top of that, the wine, the wine and talk. The wine and talk has become incredibly popular. I'm getting, I mean, we could just tell by the play counts that people are watching. You know, we've been given that for free. That's also going to be Team DML real soon. So, real, you know, Team DML only. So there are advantages. But the biggest thing is here, you will never get a notification from Apple ever again about this show after this week. You want to get an archive show? You're not going to get it from Apple. We are leaving them. So the best way to do it is to come on over to Team DML. That said, you also get specials at Team DML for all of our CBD products. DMLCBD.com slash mini dmlcbd.com slash mini buy one get one free you can go there now member or not you go there right now and buy buy one get one free on our uh, very very popular product so that's it for us may god bless you your family the united states of america may he bless the family of that poor young woman who had her whole life ahead of her and yet this country um as far as i'm concerned this country killed her not the illegal alien this country killed her and that's that I also want to give a blessing to Terry Caruso, Team DML member. Fantastic. blessing. With God, in the driver's seat, all willing, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Get the Dennis Michael Lynch podcast every day by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And download the DML News app from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store for breaking news, merchandise, films, exclusive content, and Team DML.